You're listening to the Listing Leaders Podcast, where our mission is to educate and entertain on all things listing leaders in Northwest Indiana real estate. This week, we're talking with breakout agent Joe Young. Make sure to stick around to the end of the episode where Joe gives some of his best tips on how best to work the free lead source, Op City. Here's how it all went down. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Listing Leaders Podcast. We're real excited about today's episode. We're featuring our very first guest speaker, Joe Young. I'm Brandon Rainwater. I'm joined by Brian Manning, Joshua Wozniak, and like I mentioned, the aforementioned Joe Young is with us here as well. Say hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Awesome, awesome. So glad that everybody's here, healthy and happy as we record in Valpo on a Wednesday evening at the Listing Leaders Academy, as a matter of fact. So last, the last two weeks, uh, uh, the last episode, we talked about business personalities in real estate. We shared with each other our DISC profile, learned a lot about how personality uh, matters in business and how it can uh, translate to the highest and best use of your time. Um, I enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed learning and getting to know more about you guys as well. Uh, any feedback on that last episode? Oh, I know yeah. you had a couple chances yeah. to listen to it. I can second what you said. Yeah, it was interesting. It was it was cool how we were all pretty much the same too. Right. So we need to find that that polar opposite and see how they mesh with us. Yeah, the perfectionist. Oh yes, that that's so true. To find the yin to our yang, right? Yeah, and see how that dynamic shifts. Joe, Joe, are you a perfectionist? I like things uh, in order, structured. Yeah. Joe might be the one. He might <laughs> right? be the uh, perfectionist. Although, see, I'm now I'm not the perfectionist, but as when it relates to my business, I like my ducks tip to tail. There's no question. There's the only place they can be. Um, and Joe's like that too, because I know we've had a, more than a few conversations where you can't wait to turn those red lights green once you get something under contract. Right. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So good. We had a great, uh, great second episode. What's everyone been up to the last two weeks as it relates to their business? I will go first. Um, I just had my days class graduate last Thursday. Uh, we graduated 12 students. They were, it was wonderful. We had a great time. And I immediately started picking up buyer clients again. And I wasted no time. Um, I actually got one under contract last week all the way down in Brook, Indiana. Um, and I had three showings and submitted an offer today. So. It's surprising as much as I teach how much I miss the hustle. Like I missed, and Joe, that's something Joe, I know I can't wait to dig into his story a little bit deeper. He talks about his like insatiable thirst for the hustle, um, which we're gonna grab into, but uh, I missed it. I missed it a lot. So how's your guys' last two weeks been? Joe and Bri um, uh, Brian and Josh. I had a good, I had a last good two weeks. I um, closed on a house from Opsity. It was my first deal closing with them. So that was pretty good. And uh, Got another house under contract that I was almost at the last episode. We got that in South Bend. So I feel pretty good about what I've been doing, what I've been up to. Awesome. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I've had a good uh, couple weeks as well. And uh, the weather, as it's been warming up, so so have I. And uh, so I've been out um, actually getting some good drone videos um, that I'm using to build my personal brand. And uh, I've also been working on getting my CRM and things like that set up through my website. So I can really just grow my network and uh, connect with more people. And then uh, I'm kind of preparing for some open houses coming up. I'm going to be doing some open houses. So just getting uh, things in the works for that. I saw the footage that you flew over in Washington Park and at the zoo. That's good stuff. Did you like it? I did. You fly a Mavica. I fly a Mavica. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really good footage, man. Good. I, I really enjoyed it. 
Um, we're obviously going to introduce Joe, and we're going to dig into his story a little bit deeper, but that doesn't mean we can't exclude him from what we did the last two weeks. Joe, how was your last two weeks in business? Uh, pretty good. I picked up my Illinois license, uh, something, and joined with Justin Saw that. over there. Um, and then I've been working on a few deals, working on trying to grab a listing of a six unit here in Valpo. That's going to be pretty high dollar. Uh, we're going to do a presentation with them next Monday or Tuesday. And then I've got a couple uh, clients I've been working with. I mean, I had a couple failures too. I had a contractor on a VA back out, but he's just, now he's getting pre, pre he got pre approved for more, so he's just going to go after a bigger and better house. Awesome, that's good. So I, I know you're a person who stays busy as well. So one of the things we like to do when we start these podcasts is uh, offer a broker tip that could be bring value to anybody, whether you're a brand new broker or whether you're heavily experienced. And I do my best to try to segue or have that broker tip kind of segue seamlessly or as, as seamlessly as possible into our guest speaker and kind of what they're going to bring. And this week's broker tip is leveraging the free lead sources available to us realtors and agents, specifically ones like OpCity. OpCity is a free lead source um, provided by your brokerage and it funnels leads directly from realtor.com to an app on your phone. Um, and it's uh, basically a first come first serve basis. You as the broker put in a radius, the type of leads you'd be looking for. Um, and then uh, a push note would sign on your phone and the first person to get it gets the phone call, right? Uh, we've heard Brian talk about uh, having a, some success with OpCity. Joe's had incredible success with OpCity. Um, I've had marginal success with OpCity, <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean it's not an outstanding resource and it's something that has to be learned, which is kind of what we're hoping to learn here today. There's an algorithm to it that can help you master it. And before we really even introduce Joe and dig into his story, Brian, you've used OpCity with some success. Uh, how, how has that been a lead source for you or how has that worked as a lead source it, for it's, you? It's actually been pretty good. If, if you can get past the cut that you're gonna pay to OpCity and look past that, cause it's free money. I mean, you're, you didn't know these people, they're coming into your life through a, an app. If you can get past that notion or you're gonna give 30 to 38% to OpCity, then it is great. I've got four, clients that are either I'm looking actively or they're under contract right now with one that I just closed uh, last at the end of February. It's it, it will help if you can, again, you got to look past that. No, and, and like you're mentioning, it's a OpCity is a you pay a, a percentage on the back end. Once the deal closed, it's not a lead you're coming out of pocket for immediately, correct? That's correct. So the, the way it works is if, if you close and it's under a hundred thousand dollars it's a 150 I'm sorry under 150 it's a 30 percent cut if they are a client reward it's a 38 percent cut and if it's over 150 it's 35 so and a lot of times you'll just see either 30 percent if you're looking under 150 or 38 percent I haven't seen one that wasn't a client reward yet right seems like they're all are 90 percent of them are 90 percent Josh are you using up sitting as a lead source not currently. I uh, I probably need to be put back onto the uh, rotation uh, when I first started out. However, uh, the leads I was getting off there they weren't really very good leads. I was getting leads for sixty thousand dollars or less out in South Bend, which is in a different MLS. So I was a little bit turned off. But I think maybe uh, 
my follow through, uh, my comfort following through with people um, on the time frame that OpCity imposes was maybe one of my biggest challenges uh, at that time. But I'm feeling a lot more prepared now to manage that. And that goes to the CRM and that goes to uh, other things like that. But so I'm probably going to reapproach OpCity. No, that's but not awesome. currently. What I'm really hoping is after this episode, that after we hear Joe talk and him share some of his story, you and I both have a renewed vigor in, in, in how we approach it as a lead source. I hope that for us both, too. Yeah, exactly. So on that note, we're super excited. This is episode three. Uh, we've talked for a while about finally bringing on a guest episode. Of course, we're going to have several of them. And we are honored to have Joe Young as our very first guest speaker. Joe, in his first year, sold just shy of $10 million and did 54 transactions. Let that sink in. Um, Joe, we're going to break down his uh, break down why he got into real estate, how he's seen success as Op City, and just generally kind of what makes him tick, as I think a lot of people out there would like to know. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Good. Thanks. Uh, appreciate it. Um, I guess just walk us through your journey in real estate so far before we really dig dig too much deeper. Like, what's what's that journey looked like for you so far? Well, I've always been somewhat involved with my construction side and my development side into, I would say, real estate, but more on a bigger scale of the downtown projects and working for developers. Um, always had a passion for it. Um, I want to say about 10 years ago, Pete LaSalle and Renata had tried to talk me into doing it. And then I've always been friends with Justin Berger and I've known him for 20 plus years and I've kind of watched the successes and I'm good friends with Z as well. And Z had finally said, just do it. So when COVID hit, all my Chicago stuff was going um, pretty much on Zoom and all my meetings. So I was able to really work from home and go into uh, take the classes and it transferred the last couple of years, been pretty good years of real estate. Um, which uh, you went to, uh, you said you were a friend with Justin, so likely you went to Justin's school, correct? Yes. Yep. Was Justin also part of the catalyst for you joining Listing Leaders? Um, no, I think it was more like Kevin and Z. Z would be the main reason. Z being? Uh, uh, Zafko. Yeah, right. Yeah. So just, he's, I've been friends with him for 20 something years. Um, I just like the way Kevin handled himself. I think he's got that laid back. He's, it's not often you get someone who's so successful and willing to open up the playbook and tell you every step to take. And he did come to our class and he gave you like 10 to 12 tips. And the way I approached it is when you have someone successful like that, willing to open up the book, don't tweak what he did because he's the professional, he's teaching to do it. Tweak it maybe after you've tried it for a few years to fit yourself, but in the beginning, follow it step by step. I mean, it's not often you get, he's a legend. And he's a legend? He is, I mean, if you think about it, like he, when you say you're changing real estate forever, he really has. Right. Think of the persona. You're not, you don't see him in a suit. You don't see him in that. He's a real down to earth guy. And what that does, I think it breaks down people's guards that they have. And they say, hey, well, this person is just like me. It's not someone who's uptight, showing up in a fancy car and a suit. He's already got that, that friend vibe. And everyone knows, everybody knows a real estate agent. But for some reason, they still go to these app services and not go to their friend. But if you look, when you're around Kevin, he's constantly getting callbacks and callbacks. So follow what he does. No, no, that I love that. One one thing Kevin has that I think everybody in this room has, you you included, uh, is the abundance mindset. So we're selling arguably at the the top level, right? I mean, maybe outside of helicopters and yachts, real estate sales is definitely selling at the top level, and it lends itself to a scarcity mindset. 
Why would I want to share with you what I know and make you as valuable as me? Kevin doesn't operate like that. You don't operate like that. I've seen you post several things on social media on any offering any services you can to help new agents and also how it is you have been able to master the op city algorithm um, which is which is awesome I mean I think that's that's super great uh, Kevin is definitely I teach you in my class how we need to put our personalities out there because people want to work with people who look like us or that we think they identify with you can look at any one of the plastic uh, plastic people I guess you could say on the billboards and just think, what are we going to really sit and talk about if we're going to go see 10 homes before I finally buy one, right? Exactly. No, that's awesome. So one of the ways you were able to see success, as we mentioned in the broker tip, was mastering or at least learning. I, I don't know if I want to use the master. I'll let you use that term. <laughs> the op city algorithm. Because it exists, there is a way to manipulate that system in your favor. Um, I saw some of the struggles that Josh had. I got a lot of these sub 60,000 and unders in Gary, Indiana, and I know I had a conversation with you, and you're like, take them. Do a quick pre-qualification on them and, uh, and don't lose them as a client. Can you, I guess, as, to the best of your ability, can we talk a little bit about OpCity and how it is you were able to see success with it? Yeah, so speaking of that $60,000 client, so you got to say, everyone looks at that and goes, oh, what am I going to make, two, 300 bucks off of that? It's two or three hundred bucks you didn't have, but that's an investor. At sixty thousand dollars, that's an investor. And usually, if it's not an investor, and if it's a person who's trying to buy the first home, at sixty thousand dollars, they probably have a little credit issues. So that's where you have to have a lender and know the lenders that do credit repair inside of the house. So when you're talking to them, so one of the things I do, I've, I've looked them up on social media. So the minute I get a lead through there. As I'm waiting for the phone call to come in, I'm on their LinkedIn page. I'm on their Facebook page. I'm seeing if I have similar friends with them. If I have, if I'm a New York Mets fan. If they have, like, they're into baseball, if they're a Cubs fan, I'll make a joke about the Cubs, something like that. So I'm trying to break down different walls because there is a reason, like I said, there's a reason they're going to the service because they don't trust the real estate agents they know. So they're, they're still reaching out there. They're willing to go to you. So what you have to do is feel them more comfortable. You got to keep them on the phone. You got to keep them there. Make small talk, look at the houses, and when they say, oh, my credit's bad, this is all I can afford, I'm saying, well, come to my lender. Come to my lender and let's see how bad your credit is. It might take a few little tricks. We might get you an extra twenty or 30000 But if it's an investor, that investor is also going to buy, he's going to fix up that house, and he's going to sell it, and then he's going to buy multiple units. Now, this person, if this is their first time home at $60,000, they're probably in a year from now or two years from now, once they build equity, going to sell that house. So now you just got the sale here. Then you, when they go to sell it, they're going to call you again because you helped them out. And then you're going to get the next sale. So you're going to get three or four sales off that person. I, everyone is targeting these $500,000 homes because they want that big payday. I'll take the one hundred dollars to $300,000 one every day because that person is going to be a multiple buy. And if I could, and I'll take the very low ones because if I can fix their credit, they're telling all their friends and all their family. So the key, I would say, with the knowing how to work the op city thing is the right questions to ask. So when you get them on the phone, you just got to start making small talk, getting them, getting them really loose, getting to understand them. And when they're saying 60000 turn it around and just say, well, what do you want your payment to be? Because a lot of people don't know what the payment is. And that tells you if they've been pre-qualified or if they just got a letter off a of rocket mortgage or something online and they never really gave true information. Because a true lender is going to break it down and tell you what your payments are. So right now they're probably paying 850 somewhere in there. So at 850, 900 bucks, you're going to be in the 150 range. 
So if they could afford to rent right now, knowing that they could own, if they, and you, then you start asking what they have for down payments and stuff like that. So the key is not to leave your house until you have a qualified lead. And that's just kind of interviewing them, but don't make it sound like you're just ramming off questions to them. You gotta just, like you're talking to one of your buddies. No, that's, that's really good. And actually, I like how well that applies, not just to Op City, but to any lead source, mm-hmm. anytime I, uh, you get a lead. I think that's a great point. And in, uh, at the end of that, I think it brings up a question of um, how to deal with unqualified leads on the Op City app. So the unqualified ones, um, what I will do is I'll take them and I'll, I'll, start, I'll send them to my lender. I, I use direct mortgage uh, just because in-house they fix credit. So I'd say the first thing you should always have is a lender or two they can deal with. But I have them fill out the app. I make sure to see how serious they are. And then we see where their credit score is. I know Tony, the guy who does the credit repair for 20-something years as well. I know everybody for I, I've been networking my whole life. How old are you, Joe? No. 45. But, but, I've been <laughs> but you've known everyone forever. But I've been networking my entire life. So yes. it's like, like Kevin says, I know everybody. I, I really do know from everywhere in the spectrum of life. Um, so you, what you, you see why they're not qualified. You're looking for if it's credit scores. Those are fixable. These guys can fix. I've seen them take someone in the 500s and get them into the 640 range within a week or two on some people. It's as simple as moving, paying off some debt, reallocating some stuff, opening up a secure credit card, and their, their credit score jumps 80 points. So you just got to kind of understand that and know where to send them. And, just, and if you save someone's credit and get them from renting into a house, they love you. They're going to tell every one of their family members that are in the same situation that thought they never could own, be the American dream and own a home. You just you just nailed four or five sales. So let's refine that to Op City specifically because I know Op City has um, basically statuses. Once you've talked to a client, met a client, and then Op City requires you to update those statuses on a weekly basis. Is there a trick to those statuses? No. So I keep them short and sweet. I, I put more notes in there for myself when I could go back. There are certain people on there that I know they're not really serious about houses. I'll release them as I'm on the phone with them, just from the way they're answering my questions and my check mark. And if they're really serious, they will follow through on, with my lender, and they'll call back in. You still, if they call back in, you get them. Op City still brings them to you for the next three times they call in, even if they've been released. Even if they've been released. Okay. So if you're having trouble updating the system, release them. There's also a hold button on there too. You can hold them for a couple months. I never hold anybody. I just I release them. They call back. I'll check with them in a month or two. Um, I save everybody on my phone. So when I'm talking to those people, I don't rely on them to put me in their phone. I ask for their phone number, even though Op City sends it. I text it and I, and I follow up and say, did you get that text? And then I said, all right, let's both save each other's number. And everyone I put in that I get from Op City, at the end I put Op City. So when I want to do a search on my phone this year, I went beginning of the year, I went through, and I just did a search of Op City. I sent every one of those leads another text just saying hey last year we talked last time we talked i don't even delete the text so i know where my conversation ended off with right them. and i went back in the office and i can see my notes and if they if you get one out of 50 that's another sale that, that's you got to be failure there's tons of failures on this route of success you just got to be used to it i mean on op city you only want to you're going to close four percent five percent if you're good yeah i, I suppose that tracks because we know the industry standards two percent for any normal lead, you're going to close around 2%, which is why we the real estate uh, space is so full of books on how to reverse engineer success based on that 2% lead conversion rate. 
And then, yeah, if you, anytime you can see more than 2%, like a warm lead service like OpCity, these are people who are on Realtor.com, a reputable site, way more than the one that starts with a Z. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not that there's preferred lenders that, you know, pay a lot of money to, to Realtor.com. It's all run through OpCity and on this lead up system, the idea that the more you close, the better quality lead you're going to get, and also the further you could refine the type of lead you want to receive, right? Yeah, I don't I don't change mine at all. You don't I, change a thing. You don't, I still run $20,000 right. leads. You Thursday. don't get to change it until you close three. Three. Three, so, three deals. Yeah, and, and Joe, I've made it no no uh, point of hiding it. I've, I've been trying to follow his footsteps. Since, right. Because I, I met Joe last year when I was purchasing my home, when I moved out of Lake County to Porter County, and Joe was the listing agent. So I, that's my introduction to him. And I just kind of been in awe watching what you've done, <laughs> especially since I joined Listing Leaders right after I purchased that home. And I've been asking him for tips and, and following him and, and trying to emulate everything that he's done with Opsity. And it does work. It. I got those sixty thousand dollar leads, and and yeah, and and I didn't actually. I can one up. Not I'm not trying to one up <laughs> you, Joe, but one up. I did this uh, uh, get some uh, forewarned subscription, and you can put your the phone number of the client that they're giving you, and you can run it and see if there's any kind of criminal activity or uh, judgments and stuff like that. So you and then that actually helped me red flag uh, an individual that. You know, I, I was basically going to waste my time with, you know, mm -hmm. even though he talked a big game. And uh, I would release him right away. So when I do exactly what Joe says, then I'll run that number through Fort Warren and make sure, hey, I'm about to go meet this person in, a, in an area that I'm not familiar with, make sure that everything's going to be fine. And what is Fort Warren? Can you explain that? It's a, a, a subscription service where you actually it's, you put the phone number in that you're looking for, mm -hmm. and it gives all the aliases of the phone number who owns the phone and then it, it does a, a basically a quick internet search of anybody like if they've been involved in court cases even down to speeding i mean i looked myself up right i had speeding infraction <laughs> um and then judgments and liens and stuff like that so people that don't pay their taxes it that with this individual it showed up like seven times right and i've just figured it was just a waste of my time dealing with something like that uh but yeah i i've been impressed joe and and after you get that first close, your score jumps up, and then you start getting better lead quality. But I still take the sixty thousand dollar lead, you know, and just see what what they want to do. And you have to remember the people on Op City get paid when you close the lead. So if you're closing a bunch of leads, even if you don't win the leads, they're going to still send you a lead or two here. And just because you didn't get the lead and claim it in time, doesn't mean you were the first one they sent it to. They send a test one to you too. So they could have sent it to Brian, like. A minute before and he claimed it then they're still gonna send you to you even though they know he claimed it because they're checking to see if you, as long as you're on um, active that you're claiming it really yes say so just refining that algorithm even further yeah there. so if you're claiming because that's your click time the minute you get it click and that click time then generates bigger leads but when you so when you start closing like I closed 24 op cities last year um, that guy knows hey this person's not answering the phone click he's gonna call me and I, the reason I know that, I hear the similar voice on probably five or six of them last year alone. 
Right. And so, yeah. no, no, go no, ahead. No, no, it's, go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt. I was just, you had mentioned that number, which was great because I kind of wanted to dig into something just a little bit deeper than that. Um, if you closed 24 up city transactions last year, that's half of what you closed. Um, you closed 54 transactions mm -hmm. last year, just shy of 10 million, which is outstanding. And that was your first full year of real estate, correct? Yes. First full year of real estate. Now, I've had the pleasure of having a few conversations with you outside of having a microphone shoved in our face. And I know you're the kind of person who generally likes people. You enjoy people. You want to know how they tick. You're, you're going to stand in front of somebody and you're going to ask them that open-ended question that makes their noodle start, start working over time, thinking, all right, this guy's pretty interesting. Uh, can you share with us a, a little bit more of how you've been able to see success outside of Op City in your first real, real, year of real estate? Yeah, so I take a different approach. Most of us are always, you're seeing everyone at each other. They're going to be really direct about you know, their beliefs. I look at this, everyone has their own beliefs. I don't want to change your beliefs. I have my beliefs. Um, I use, like I said, I use the social media to kind of, kind of like stalk people and see what, what they're about. But also, on I try note, to note this guy is up at what time do you get up in the morning? 1.30. 1.30 in the morning. So when he says he's on social media, if you don't follow Joe Young on Facebook, go do that right now because he will post something. He'll be the first post you'll get every single day when you wake up and it's you yeah. outside of the gym, right? That was actually yep. one of my questions. And when do you even sleep? And when uh, do from you 8 even? 8.30 to 1.30. 8.30 yeah. to 1.30. All right, I don't mean to write. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Go, go, go. Well, no. So the other thing is I'm, always, I'm trying to find something in common. So instead of focusing, everyone's like, oh, I don't like that person because of this one thing. We're all different in many ways. Find that one seed that you're in common with them and build on that. And that's just going to be like, hey, people are like that. And always post positive things and give positive reinforcement to people because people are – so the reason I post all my sales and all my successes, there's there's many failures before that. I don't post that. Right. But what I've done is I've taken social media and I've drilled into people's head. He closes deals. He's successful. In his first year, he's successful. Everyone knows I do real estate. I tell people what I do and I, I tell them my successes because they see it and everyone uses social media and they're like, wow. That they don't, if I posted my failures, they'd be like, oh, 50% of these does well. No, give them all the success, all everything that's successful. Look when COVID was going around. All we heard was the negatives of COVID. Everyone was petrified of it. But when you, and you keep on doing successes, everyone's like, wow. Look, everyone who's successful in the real estate business tells you they're successful. They do. They do. And that was something I had a problem with first. I actually remember sitting down with Kevin Hutnick before I was even a broker. And I was like, I just, as somebody who's been in sales their whole life, I kind of saw through somebody taking one sale and making about four social posts. Offer sent, offer accepted, clear to close, closing day. And I was just, it wasn't setting well with me. Do I do that now? Yes. I fully subscribe to that. Everything that you said, I post only positive things. I post my successes. Um, and that has, that, that has completely worked in my favor. And it's unique to real estate. I, I think it's somewhat unique to the real estate space. Mm -hmm. As at some point in time, everyone's going to want to, uh, what the average house turns over, and I think what, between five and eight years mm -hmm. is uh, about when houses turn over. But yeah, that's something that I struggled with at the beginning was posting my successes and, and being proud of them, but, you know, for lack of a better term. Is that something you guys do? Actually, I, I try to, but like the last two weeks, I got swamped with my other job, and I, I missed it. And I, I, I feel like I, I missed a golden opportunity because I did have a listing that I had five, and I didn't even talk about it in the beginning of the show because I, I was just trying to be modest. Oh, don't be but modest. I had a listing that had five 
written offers all cash by the, two days into the list. I mean, it blew my mind, and I just I didn't know how to process it. I was calling uh, Kevin, trying to you know, hey, help me out here. I'm I'm not sure what to do here, but I I, I missed that opportunity to, to throw that out there on social media. Well, in here too, man. Yeah, <laughs> is it we too wanna... late? What do you guys think about posting retroactively past successes? Do it. No one knows. There you go, yeah. man. There yeah. You can do you can do a recap of what your month was like. Do something like that every month. Just do a recap at the end. People, because so like when I'm stalking people. I, I, in my head, I think they're stalking me too. So if they always see positive stuff and nothing, nothing controversial, I think I'm not a Jordan fan, I'm a Knicks fan, but Michael Jordan said both Republicans and Democrats buy shoes. That's yes, when they did. asked him to, cho to choose a thing. He said they both buy shoes. And think of that mindset because that when people look at you, they're going like, hey, you know what? This guy's not saying anything that makes me feel funny. And I'll, I'll say jokes to people like, but I have that personality. I'm from Jersey, so I'm, I'm kind of bold and in your face a little bit. But also, I'm a big dude. But then when they hear me talk, I'm soft, and I'm, I always look at people. I try to make them feel comfortable. And like one of my approaches on showing a house too is, well, I always say to people, "What is a real estate agent? What are you selling? What do you what do you think we're selling?" Everyone's going to say, "Oh, houses." No, you're not. You're selling you. You're selling you to separate yourself from everybody else. And you're not. But you don't want to be such a salesperson that they feel dirty and used. That you want to feel be that salesperson. They know that they can put their, their head on their shoulder and lean on you and know that they can trust you and you're going to have their back. Like when I double end deals, I put them both in the room together. And people always say, oh, that's awkward. I go, why? If I have fiduciary duties to both, right. put them in the room together because I'm not hiding anything. Let them negotiate. I'll just sign the contract and collect double ended. And when he talks about double ending deals, he's talking about representing both the buyer and the seller side in limited agency where it creates a natural conflict of interest in our fiduciary responsibilities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Still, Indiana allows dual agency, and it's served me well in the past, and I'm sure it has you as well. No, but yeah. So, and then Op City, you got to look at Op City. Like when I approach and I say I make posts about positives, that's where with the Op City, I'm using the positives of it's free. It's free money. It didn't cost me a dime. I have not spent a dime on any advertising or anything like that. Only thing at my CRM, I pay for that. That's like twenty bucks a month, but. That's the only thing I've paid towards besides my license fees. What CRM do you use? Maybe um, we can help Josh out. Usurpa or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Usurpa. Usurpa. Yeah, it's a, that's a popular one out it's there. It's only as good as the information you put in there, though. Oh, I, well, what's the best CRM in the world? It, the one you use? Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. It's the one you yeah, use. Yeah, and I can say that is the one part I'm lacking. I need to spend time. I need to spend a day and just put all my contacts in there. Okay. Okay. So, so a lot of that success has built up to you being the next listing leaders licensee owner, which is an incredible distinction. Tell us about that. Yeah, so about three to four months ago, Kevin had called and said he wanted to meet Dan Ward and I. Had, we met Tommy Bees, and we thought we did something wrong. We thought something was, and he said. <laughs> it was I, a bad meeting, you were thinking. Yeah, and we, it was, I, mean, I was trying to think, did something go wrong in a deal we did or something? Was there something with Op City or um, and he basically, he said this is the first time he's approached anybody. He thought we were ready to, um, you know, become owners. And he said, choose an office and we'll work something out. So we're going to take over Hobart. Um, my approach for that whole thing is like, I know I can sell it. I know I'm going to have to get us started. But my ultimate goal is to help other people see their potential and grow them. And the, re the reason I look at that is if you see your whole team doing success, what do you think everyone who comes into the field is going to be? Hey, I want to go over there. You know what? He's helped that person grow. 
And that's what you want to keep on doing. And I, I think that's why Kevin grew so big. He started out with just five, and now we're, what, 430-something? Yeah, it grows and every day. And it's because look at all the successful people that come over here because they know he even makes them better than what they were at their previous place. Mm -hmm. He posted something the other day, and I, I, as much as I love Kevin, it's awkward for me to just jump on that Kevin train that so many people do, but he posted something the other day that it did hit home, and I found it to be incredibly profound and true. And he said, I'm the only person who's going to give you everything that I know and not want a single thing in return. And I thought that was pretty good. But it just goes back to that abundance mindset. I'm, a, I'm a, also a big... Um, who, uh, the four hour work week, Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss wrote the four hour work week. Great, brilliant book, if you, highly recommend it. It changed my life and could change yours as well. And one of the things he says in that book is, I'll tell you absolutely everything I know, and let me tell you why. 80% of you aren't gonna do anything with it. 15% uh, of you could never do it as good as I do, and the 5% of you that do it as well or better than me are gonna come back and tell me how you did it. And that's just the abundance mindset as in a nutshell. And I think that's something that listing leaders embodies quite well. We're not going to charge you desk fees, um, uh, fee you to death. We, uh, I hear um, uh, Nathan Walker say it often, we want to meet you where you're at. If your goal is one house a year, we want to help you sell that one house a year. If your goal is to go on a scorched earth campaign and change real estate like Joe Young has, well, he's going to be there and help you do that and, and highlight the path for you to do that as well. That's awesome. Um, did, we're getting to around the half an hour mark. Did you guys have any questions you wanted to specifically ask? Well, Jeff? yeah, I'm gonna go back to the opposite. How long do you hold? Because this is the number one question that I feel when people ask me about it. How long do you hold that non-responsive lead before you drop them? Non-responsive? Yeah, where you you talk to them, they, it seems like things are good. You send them to a lender, and then you get ghosted. So I'll reach out to them. So when they start ghosting me after one week. Then I start messaging them from Op City for about two or three days. Because then Op City, that's your interaction where they're saying, kill up your leads. That's going to keep your score. That's probably the one thing I'm, I lack on is I message them through Op City. That's a tip that we didn't cover. That's a great tip. Yeah. So you want to message through Op City, but then always, no matter, even if you're going to release them, try to FaceTime them. They don't decline it. You made an attempt to meet them, mark it down as met, then release them. Any, all the leads within the first two weeks that you get on there, you need to mark as met. FaceTime is a, a meet because of the virtual world. That's great. It's a great tip. No, that is a great tip. Oh, yeah, that's so and it's good. A, it's one that's not technically lying either because that is considered. It's a, it's, it's a meet. I yeah. mean, we live in the Zoom world. I've had the whole class via Zoom before for sure. Josh, did you have anything you wanted to throw at Joe? Uh, one question I have with regards to OpCity is about the snooze function. Do you ever use the snooze function, Joe? It's on right now. <laughs> so so tell us about how do you integrate that into your approach? So if I'm going in the shower, I put it on snooze. I don't want to miss a lead. I'm not going to answer a lead when I'm in the shower. Uh, if I know I'm going on a if I'm going on a showing or something, I will snooze it. I've snoozed it a lot lately just because I've been working on so much of my personal leads. But I, if also, if you're not getting a lot of leads all the time, snooze it for a couple of days. Turn it off for a couple, not turn it off, just make sure you snooze it for 24 hours, then the next day snooze it. When you turn it back on, you're gonna get a lot more leads. Wear your earbuds. It chimes in your earbud a half second sooner than it does when you're gonna hear it. My wife hates it. I wear the earbuds around the house all the time. And I answer that thing right away. I noticed that with the, the Apple Watch, it'll get the notification on the watch first before the phone even dings. Yeah, and know really? know yeah. on your phone where that's where that op city is. I mean, know where that app is when you open it up, be able to click it. 
Because and if you don't get it right away, it's going to show up where it says referred alerts. It's going to blink and blink it right away. You want to keep your reaction time. I think at one point there when I was killing it, I was like nine seconds, eight seconds. That's so good. That's see, that's that's the stuff we were hoping to really get into. And your but your phone's got to be on you at all times. What about what's the best advice you can give an aspiring new agent? I mean, you're new yourself. Josh and I are, are fairly new. Brandon's been around for a little while. Mish. But but we're what's the best advice you can give us? It's something I'll, that not a cookie cutter advice that somebody else can give. What 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 does Joe Young say? So I would say, and this is gonna contradict a lot of people always want to be in real estate because they want to be their own boss. And they think, oh I could sit at home or I could sit poolside and close deals because they see, let's say like Tanya, she's poolside closing deals. I look at it like they're poolside closing deals, so they're on vacation and they're working. So you got to be prepared to work 24-7. But also, don't be afraid of failures because we are going to fail. You're going to fail, like you said, 2%. That means you're failing 98% of the time. So I consider it like baseball because in baseball, you're failing, what, 70% of the time, and you're considered a 300 hitter, you're a good hitter. Also, go into the office. I'm in that office four days a week, five days a week. You'll see me in there on the weekends too. I sit in there. I do all my work. When I was doing all my Chicago stuff, instead of doing it at home, I did it in there. You get leads that call into the office that are saying, hey, can you guys help me with this? The girls will give you a lead. Or you get to see the other agents that come in. You get to hear their transactions and learn from what they're going through. So when you, you're going to face something similar all the time. And you know how to handle it because you just heard it by the other agents. And I, I, go, I still go to the training. I sit in there and listen to some of the things because I still look at it. I'm fine-tuning a craft that I'm new at. And I can, I'll consider myself always new because I think the industry is always going to change and improve. So you got to be able to change and improve with it. That's so good. <clears throat> That's so good. And one of the perks of being a listing leader is you can cross-train with any other licensee that's out there. And we have multiple trainings every single week. And the, whoever trains most wins. It, it, it's that's just that's an absolute fact i love it i do want to cl- get to, to the point where we're wrapping this up joe can you tell everybody kind of how they can get a hold of you if somebody would want to do so yeah um you can always find me on uh, facebook or i can be reached at my phone number 219-201-8798 or just call a listing leader's office i mean every, we got some of the best agents in the industry and they're all willing to help that is the one thing that separates us they, there there isn't that caddy and competitiveness here everyone here is a true family that's absolutely true. Final thoughts from you guys? Well, actually, my final thoughts, one more last question I for Joe. It. That's awesome. So, Joe, I'm going to kind of lead us into next episode. There you go. Next episode is going to be our Hot Ones episode where we're going to have some chicken wings and, and gradually hotter sauces. And we secured Joe Davis as our uh, guest for the show. What do you think Joe's reaction is going to be when he hits the last dab, the hottest sauce that's in the the uh, choices of, of wings. He'll be pretty loud. He's going to tell you exactly how it's hot. It'll be very colorful in explaining <laughs> it. Yeah, we're going to have to keep that episode PG-13 to the best of our ability. His I, voice will carry through this place. If Joe Davis is listening to this, I did the last dab last weekend with my 16, my 15-year-old daughter. Um, she didn't cuss. <laughs> I didn't let her cuss. Bring that hot chip in here. Let him Put eat it that. Hurt. Oh, yeah. But no, no, just like Brian said, 
Uh, the next time we record, we're going to do our version of the Hot Ones episode. It's a popular YouTube show uh, hosted by Sean Evans, where he asks extremely poignant questions to his guests while progressively eating hotter sauces. Um, Brian and I are both hot sauce aficionados. We both have several of those from the lineup to at least complete most of it, if not all of it. And we're going to have our version of it. I think it's going to be something to the uh, something to the tune of... Uh, Wings as hot as the housing market, right? Because the housing market certainly hasn't slowed down any. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to that to that next time we record, for sure. Um, Joe, thank you. Thank, thank you, for you for taking the me. time out of your day to come share with us your successes, how you've seen them, in hopes that other people can get better. I know I learned stuff. Uh, Brian learned stuff. I hope Josh did. Um, final thoughts from Josh? I'm sorry, sir. I didn't... Oh, that's all right. I will uh, report back on Op City next episode. <laughs> Call me anytime. I really will help you. No, Appreciate and Joe that. means that, period. So if, if you're somebody out there who heard what he has to say and maybe has a question for him, he did leave his phone number. He would love to hear from you. But he when does he sleep? When do you sleep? Between 8.30 and 1 o'clock, but my phone's on me, and I will answer it at all times. Between 8.30 and 1 o'clock is when the man sleeps. Yeah, I, I thought I got up early because I'm up at 3. Right. Starting at 4. And Joe's already in the gym working out when I'm... My schedule is like that because of the mill. Well, thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Super appreciate you letting us uh, broadcast our little podcast directly into your ear holes. Stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, We'll be airing in two weeks' time. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you'll join us again in two weeks. Until then, take care of yourself and each other. 